Welcome to the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. All right, we're back for another episode, and today I have a special guest. As always, um, I have Lisa Dombrowski with me. She is the family consumer science teacher here at Goshen High School. She's also a Leo Club advisor, happens to be my up-the-street neighbor as well, so a lot of things going on here, and a good friend and colleague. I'm happy to have you here today, Lisa. Thank you. So... Uh, kind of for some listeners, it might be interesting to hear your title that you're a family consumer science teacher. First of all, what is that? Uh, when I was growing up, things were a little different. I don't think I had this class, but maybe something like it. And then I'm curious how you got to this place. Okay, yeah. Family Consumer Sciences is a fairly new name. It used to be like home economics and home and careers. And mostly the content and curriculum would be wrapped around nutrition, cooking, sewing, um, home and, you know, homemaker type of life. What has changed since then is the umbrella of classes that we are able to teach under that now are huge. We go now more detailed into like like interior design versus just like home living. We do um, the whole fashion one, fashion two, which Miss Gannon takes care of all of that here at Goshen High School. She's a great ally, right? <laughs> yes. And then on the other end of things, I do the food and nutrition. So you can go as far as like as far as you want as the teacher and however your school district is willing to allow you to go. I know some schools have three or four different types of foods classes you could take, um, like American foods, international foods, and even um, – Family Consumer Science teachers have the ability to teach food science, which is cool. So you can actually get a science credit for taking that. Something I've thought about proposing in the future. But um, we also have like human relations. So that's one of my favorite wow. things. Yeah. So my family living class is mostly that human relations aspect. I kind of wrap things around lifespan studies um, socially, like how we grow from infancy to old age. And it's a lot of conversation, which is good for the kids because it gives them that platform. It seems a little bit like a sociology with family living with all kinds of different things in there. That's really cool. So the certification that the program allows so many doors to be open. So how did you end up in this career path? I um, actually didn't start here. I wanted to do English education. So I tried to find a school practical for that and Oneonta came up. And when I got to Oneonta, I found that they had a family and consumer sciences education program, which is a dual major. It's education, but it's also human ecology. So that's actually like what the heading is. And I had a friend that taught it at Menacing. So I decided like, let me check this out. I observed her and I truly just enjoyed that more. And I found out there was not only like that program there, but there was a need. The family consumer sciences world was kind of shrinking. Mm. So I would be more likely to get a job, number one. But number two, it was something that people were starting to value again a little bit more, trying to put more electives in, sure. more student choice. So it, it's a little bit of that CTE world to career and technical, even though it's not a credential in that way. But it's that hand, it could be okay. But it's that hands-on practical thing. Yeah. One of the things that I love about the, your programs are uh, all the classes that you teach or that you're able to teach is that uh, they're truly hands-on experiences, and I feel like that's missing in so many places in our schools. And we we know it even as far back as you know John Dewey in our undergraduate <laughs> degrees. He's talking about you know we learn by doing. And it's like yep. well obviously, but in some content areas it's so hard to do. But the hands-on stuff is great. Thank you. When I was in school, I just remember I had a notebook that I kept of our recipes that we did in our foods class that was so fun. And I would go home and be excited to cook for my family. 
remember one recipe I don't think I'd ever make again was cheeseburger pie. <laughs> what, what is there a favorite? Is there a fan favorite that you you guys have in your class? Um, a lot of the kids start out in foods one because it is the prereq for foods two. So I would say most of the fan favorites are in foods two. Okay. So we do like the fettuccine alfredo, the mm. garlic knots. Um, I try and pull in a lot of other recipes that like my kids have taught me. So one of the kids one year taught me about tres leches cake. So we make that. And um, I do have a set curriculum of units that we go sure. through, but I try and fit so many recipes in. So Well, the whole building loves it when you're cooking in your class and we all smell it. Maybe not the onions yeah. like first period in the morning, but it's 7.15. But, it doesn't smell so <laughs> But I'm sure it's great. It's always fun to see what's going on in there. Um, so that's really cool. And um, But it's it, it took a little bit of a circuitous path to get here. And you're not really pigeonholed in one thing either. It's not just a foods teacher. You also have some other degrees, some education. What did you study for your master's degree? And tell us about that journey. Yes, I went to New Paltz for humanistic and multicultural education. And um, that was really great because it helped me just develop my relationships with students. Um, I found that it just opened my eyes to a lot of different experiences and perspectives. And it made me comfortable to kind of talk to my kids that came from those different, um, had those different perspectives. So what I started doing in family living more specifically, is I opened the door to them. So we talked a lot about things like mental health, physical health. Um, we talk about some of the other like social issues that are going on. Um, and I had students actually willing to sit in front of the class and tell their story. So that's really great. It made me the advocate for them, but it also made me comfortable enough to like invite them. It became more of a family for us. So I didn't really have those skills before taking Oh, that's awesome. At New Paltz, because that's what New Paltz was. Like we became a family. So oh, I that's really cool. Copy that. <laughs> I think uh, it's very, it's really cool watching you at work with because it's you're very kid centered, kids first, and I think that's really uh, incredible and needed in our school systems across the country. Um, one of the other ways to involve the kids is um, in service as well. Mm -hmm. So you're serving your your students through your your program and how you do things day to day in your class, but. Um, you also have been the Leo Club advisor for a long time. Yeah. And so th those of you who don't know, the, the Leo Club is a, a student branch of the Lions Club, mm -hmm. which is an international organization. Yeah. Um, thanks. She's looking at my facial expressions, <laughs> making sure I'm correct. Um, so tell us about the experience of leading and some of the fun things you do with the Leos. I absolutely love doing Leo Club. Um, I did start doing Leo Club pretty much day one on the job. So almost 11 years now. And it's my favorite because I get a whole new group of kids that I don't typically see during the school day. And we just come together and do so much for the community, for like international organizations. One of my first things that I did that was so successful was the color run uh, a few years back where we raised about $2,000 to go to the Thirst Project because we had students come in and actually pitch this whole thirst project to the school. So we decided to support it. And um, so the, the thirst project is a clean water foundation. Yes. Right. For okay. South Just Africa. for people <laughs> yes, who don't sorry. know. That was actually a long time ago. And since then we've been able to put on um, holiday parties where we raise money and then buy toys for children living in um, the shelters. We've been able to donate a big portion of money to what was safe homes. Mm. Um, and I kind of let the students help guide where the money's going to go. So they have a lot of voice with that. Um, recently we've been doing a lot of community stuff. So giving back more directly, we've been doing like things with the tree lighting. We would give to the generosity challenge. Um, we have a couple things on the horizon that I'm excited oh. about. Last year, <laughs> our spring project last year was to redo green street park, mm -hmm. which, um, was very much graffitied. Things were broken. The swings weren't really working. So we used a lot of our money to restore that park and my kids took full 
um, responsibility to do that, which was great. But this year, we're maybe going to do something a little bit more fun. <laughs> so there's like a thing, I think they've had it in Warwick, but it's called Touch a Truck. Oh, yeah. So and we haven't had one in Goshen, so I think it would be fun. So it's where kids can go in mm-hmm. and see some of the volunteer and service trucks, the ambulances, yes. firefighters, all those things. Actually, like, going inside. and Yeah. Yeah, so that, well, I'll let you know how that one goes. Oh, that'll be very so fun. Like, you can definitely see the uh, Lisa and the, Lion, the Leo Club all over town um, and involved at the schools. It's incredible to think about and to see. Now, we didn't really script this one out. I had a side question here as we're talking, Lisa, but a lot of this stuff sounds like almost like superhero work that you're doing and in, in trying to reach kids where they are and everything else. And I know your your boys, your own children, are big superhero fans. <laughs> so it's totally, totally tangential here. But if you were to be a superhero, what would your superpower be? Ooh, I love that. I asked my students this question. <laughs> Ooh, if you ask them, you better have an answer. <laughs> I know. Um, I honestly, this is kind of maybe selfish, but I would want to teleport. Oh, yes. Just because I want to go everywhere. Absolutely. Without (laughs) the time constraints. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And my family is spread apart across the country and stuff, so I totally get that too. Uh, That's hilarious. Unscripted question here today. (laughs) Good one. Uh, Thanks. So you have a busy lifestyle, a lot of things going on and and some great colleagues and all that that goes along with this job. But uh, when you go home at the end of the day and you kick your feet up and relax and look back and say, today was a good day, what does that day look like for you? Um, That honestly comes all from the students and the good days are usually the days where they get their final product, meaning like they're eating the food (laughs) that they've made because um, they take full ownership. I'm not sitting there helping them or guiding them through the recipe. They really at this point in the semester, especially are making the recipe and how it comes out. It's, it's a testament to how well they follow the directions, how well they read, you know, the recipe and work together as a team. And so when we all successfully get like a really good recipe done, maybe a new one last year, when we did our international food lab, that's my favorite lab because, um, all the students make different things, Mm, each group. So one kid, um, decided he wanted to make oxtails. So we made them and it was just, to me, that's like my proud moment when they can take such a complex recipe, make it in class and then have it be successful. They actually eat their success. Yeah. So that's great. And way better than a test grade probably for them. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's really cool. Now you've had a lot of journeys in your, um, in your story here today, even just talking about how you became a facts teacher to the Leos, to all these different things, thinking about your, your path here or your, your day-to-day work. Uh, do you have one piece of advice you'd give to students who are listening? Um, just to be themselves, you know, because sometimes we're, especially I see them all the time every day in high school, trying to fit maybe a certain type of personality or group. And, um, honestly, like there's so many different pathways. I tell them all my story and I'm very transparent about what I went through in high school all the way to now, because I want them to know that like the journey might not be easy. It might not be cookie cutter. It might Mm. not be something that you've even planned for, but where you get to in life is, is where you're supposed to be. So I just try and really like preach that like self-esteem, self-concept, but, um, like empowering them to be their own person, make their own decisions and have their own opinions. Wow. That's awesome. And, uh, I think some of us are still struggling with that as adults too. So <laughs> good, good advice for all, uh, anyone listening out there. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Lisa, this has been great to chat with you today. And, um, I just want to close out just by reminding people that school is more than just the ABCs and the one, two, threes and the tests that we take, but it's about life's lessons, the family, the food mm-hmm. and our friends as well. So thank you, Mrs. Dombrowski for working with us, our students and supporting our schools. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Classroom Coliseum, a Goshen Central School District production published through Spotify for podcasters. 
please follow, like, and share our content. And Gladiator Nation, never forget our commitment to excellence.